0: Francis the podcast that goes back into Cardiff Devils history and has a look at a different topic each week and get the uh, real story behind what went on some uh, good stories and uh, some uh, just general chit chat and uh, a nice nostalgic view of beautiful Cardiff Devils hockey I'm Gareth Ewish and uh, as always I'm joined by mr. Neil Francis I guess and uh, today is a little bit of a change we've had a little bit of a roster uh, shake up. We've gone uh, for a little bit of a small one-week trade. Uh, Mr. John Donovan, unfortunately, uh, won't be joining us, and uh, we are, uh, of course, uh, incredibly upset about that because me and Franny haven't got the memory or the storytelling abilities. Yeah, I, I rely
1: on JD a lot to uh, <laughs> to remind me of stuff that happened in my own career.
0: <laughs> but what we have got is uh, a Cardiff Devils super fan um who uh, also just happens to be one of the uh, best cyclists in the entire world <laughs> and uh, it is uh, mr luke Rowe. luke thank you uh, very much for uh, inviting us um to uh, or sorry joining us uh tonight and um we are very much looking forward to finding out about your cardiff devil's journey
2: thanks for having me guys um not yeah. only not only uh a cyclist but also a podcaster in your own right podcaster myself yeah what's occurring what's going give it, it give it a plug, plug. yeah, yeah give, give it a, a plug. free plug there yeah but, um, listen
1: to it myself enjoy it and good to get the background in another sport yeah
2: so I always go yeah talking about cycling so it's a bit of diverse uh, diversifying now talk about hockey try not to say anything silly because you know I watch a lot of hockey but I'm no expert <laughs> won't have my stats quite as dialed as uh John, so uh, got elite <laughs> prospects in front of me and hoping for the best. It
0: sounding like me more and more. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Give us some background on your uh, on your fandom. When was the, the first time you, you found out about the Cardiff Devils? When did you first uh, go to a game? Who was around? Give us some uh, some background.
2: So I used to go uh, only to the Sheffield games, and my grandparents used to take us. And that was back in the day when they were played out of the stadium in the middle of town there, like to the Toys R Us. Um, Wales national ice rink.
0: Never seen get away from Toys R Us. It's yeah. always, it's always so is the stadium it. next to Toys R Us, isn't
2: it? <laughs> um, so we used to go down there and just kind of go to two, three games a year. Uh, and then we are just talking briefly before we started recording here that, uh, after that it was 0809. Uh, so the season in the big blue tent, it was when I first started going kind of notoriously and not really missing a match if I was at home or when I was away. Um, getting the live stream so and ever since then you know I've loved it and I think um, it's the type of sport you just fall in love with and, and you know follow the devils notoriously and uh, you know keep an eye on the NHL stuff as well but uh, yeah certainly the card of devils is um, you know just seeing where they've gone from year to year and got some characters and a lot of history try and try and keep up to date with it all but uh, yeah it's just a, a great sport to watch and, and for me you know it's in your own little cycling bubble, it's just kind of a way <laughs> to escape. You know, you can kind of get too cooped up in what you're what you're doing, and it's a nice way to kind of escape all of that and just uh, go watch, watch something different.
1: Yeah. It's interesting you say that the first games you went down to with your grandparents of the Sheffields, because we, we talked about on the the pod. We got an episode on the Sheffield rivalry because oh, it's, okay. yeah. you know, it's it's probably our our biggest and oldest rival, if yeah. you like, because we were always the kiddies, and then new kids on the block came along and. Uh, you know they had the big shiny stadium and and they did knock us off our perch. so what what yeah. were your sort of early memories what got you kind of interested in the, the hockey to get excited when grandparents uh, said that we're going down the rink oh, i think one of the
2: first things was whenever they picked us up we'd have loads of sweets in the back of the <laughs> so we got off to a great start straight away Standard grandparents <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Um, bribing us but i remember um what was the song we used to play when it was kicking off it'd be we, we Will Rock You. Oh, We Will rock, we'll rock You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Kick in there. Kick. yeah that's the one. So that, that's one song sticks in mind. And I just remember it just being, at, like, I used to go to a lot of sports as a kid, but I don't know why I didn't go more often to the hockey, because it was my favourite. But it was just that old, gritty kind of, the, the venue itself. It wasn't, you know, in any way glamorous, was it? It'd no. It's been there for a long time. It's quite worn down. It's like
0: distinctive smell yeah I, I sweat, sweat. <laughs> yeah See, people still talk about it so fondly
1: don't they you know, the Wales, and it was in some ways perfect for its room, t-roll yeah, was wasn't it great. you know it had the atmosphere right in there you're always close to the ice and
2: was what? it was it all seated or was there some standing
0: as well it was standing i was a standing There's seat a a ticket way, older. but
1: that, yeah, that yeah. was uh i think that was a late addition in front of the cafe area they had, yeah, like had a little terracing well that wasn't one. always there but uh just by skate hire. But yeah, there's definitely some standing area, yeah. which is very topical, as we just had our, <laughs> yeah. our first yeah. standing uh, section in the in the, the Viola Arena that so went down really well on the weekend. Oh, it was amazing. About. I
0: mean, for the past couple of weeks, I've been uh, trying to commentate, and it's been getting to the end of the games. It's really difficult to muster some of my energy to put in because people can hear, like people know if, the, <laughs> if it's flat around and you, can try and polish it as much as you like but it's really kind of difficult to then translate that to the viewer that it actually is exciting what's going on even if people don't believe but on saturday i was just cutting out and just letting the, the sort of atmosphere around the game pump up it would and phenomenal. i think it be
1: nice to bring that to our rink um we experienced it in the chl yeah. game so we were crossing uh for the mountfield game and and gratz and i think that's where it started mountfield they had this big section behind the goal as they do in a lot of the European rinks. Um, so our fans were next to them. You know, they did a, a great job, as they always do, especially on the road. Um, but you had this non-stop chanting and, you know, just noise and energy from the Mountfield fans. And I think that kind of inspired our fans to say, oh, we, you know, we've got to give that yeah. a go. And, you know, they, they, they do a great job. But this was another level again. And I was up in the, the box with Todd, and we we're looking down, and we we're like, standing section we need a standing <laughs> section and then the next game in Graz, just by chance the, the section that they gave for our fans was a terrace behind the goal which was a standing section and it was non-stop from warm up right the way through to the end it was non-stop chanting i went down myself for the third period and you know involved. And got involved there and it was just it was such a buzz and after that you know everyone's like we've got to try and bring this home and you know fair play to the fans that started it off it was their own initiative. They actually bought an additional ticket you know, for that block 13 to get something going Then um, Todd jumped on board with it and next thing, sell out the block and it was uh, a big
0: success. So hopefully we'll see that. So that's move. going to carry on Yeah, now, it's, it's got going, to, yeah. 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 it. Yeah. One block to
2: two block.
0: <laughs> you can see by the end of the game other people standing up in other blocks and they were starting to gather the... Words to the chants that they hadn't heard before, and yeah, i seen a like, couple it, of people. It was infectious.
1: to a couple of people after the game. Like we, we, had a lot of noise in the big blue tent, uh, as you experienced yourself. That was mega. That place. And you know, the fact that it was a temporary <laughs> structure, all wood built, it just meant that if you were stamping your feet on the wood, there was that beautiful echo around. And I always said what we should have done is record that noise, and if it was going a bit flat in the uh, in yep. the viola, then you know play that and get everybody up, but. I think what happened there is that you did have people standing next to the glass who were you know, used yeah. to that. You had people who were used to starting the chants in the same area when we moved across the Viola because it was like halfway through the season. People picked their, their season tickets based on the view, but maybe didn't coordinate it with each other. So you had people that used to sitting together and making the noise actually spread out around the arena. So they're still trying to make some noise, but it's hard to catch on then if they're just... Yeah,
2: with anything new, a little bit of time in it for them guys, the vocal ones, the the guys who like to start the chance to, you know, perhaps they're all spread out and season by season, you know, they'll, they'll come together and, and make a racket, won't they? You used to have people with pucks on the on the glass as well, didn't you? You know, yeah. it, was, it was so loud down there, it was bouncing.
0: Yeah, but my brother was at the back of the back with a megaphone. I don't have a megaphone in his life. He <laughs> took it from the fire evacuation thing at work. It's just uh, <laughs> Yeah, let's just hope there's not
1: a fire where <laughs> going.
0: Wear, well, you mentioned that the big blue tent there, and uh, that's kind of where your full-time fandom started. Um, I will, on behalf of John, have to say he, hates, he hated <laughs> the tent, and a lot of Did people he? didn't really take to it. But you just said, hey, you loved it. Um, it was a really unique building in lots of ways What well, was it a kind of love at first meet thing for I you
2: think when we <laughs> when i went down there it was just uh it was kind of like you know the, the original ice rink in there it was just quite you know it was, it was quite grotty wasn't it and um, and people were saying yeah it'd be so nice to get out of here get to the new venue <laughs> but then when we got to the new venue people wanted to go back to the big blue tent just because the atmosphere and i think like we said that it's you know it's getting there now and it is going to take a little bit of time with you know the fans distributed um it's a big building noises and travel as well as it did in the big blue tent and it'll just take a little bit of time but that i remember like that that season which season was it where we had the the record of the most the most wins in a row That was 9 10. yeah another pod that we yeah another go back in the
0: archives yeah
2: as the momentum was building it was just like you just. The team began to feel invincible that year was just mad on it and you yeah. can towards the back end of the season you couldn't get a ticket for love yeah the
1: momentum it was snowballing wasn't it yeah. that you know the team was playing great hockey it was winning and then you know weller comes in and that was exciting yeah. and yeah um and yeah you could feel something special building it was great to watch we're winning which always brings people in there yeah. and like you say but by, by the you know so at the middle towards the end of it, it was tough to get a ticket. And anytime it's tough to get a ticket, people buy earlier buy and early. it kind of, yeah. I got
2: a confession about that year, actually. Towards um, We love a confession. Yeah, we, we do it? love yeah. it. You know, no, it's no, the place I, to I never, be I yourself. i said this, actually. So <laughs> we got a uh, towards the back end of the year and I kept yeah, buying tickets in advance. And then one game I thought I was going to be away for and it turned out I was home. So we thought, right, we'll just get down there really early, try and get a ticket. Queued up, didn't get a ticket. So we thought, oh crap, what are we going to do? And, and there was no that was that was it. So we waited outside, and we said, "Right, we have to get in some way or another." And there was uh, the smoking bit out front, and then towards the right, like if you if you look at the bar to the right, there was a um, fire exit. Yeah. And long story short, we just smuggled our way in. <laughs>
0: <And> <laughs> wow. So probably,
2: uh, we probably a Cardiff Devil seventeen quid each. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, and we we just we didn't have a seat, so we just kind of stood around in the glass and just. When someone told us to move on, we move on. <laughs> so yeah, there was one time I hold my hand up. We snuck into the Devils. I think you probably
1: made up for it by giving us an exclusive. So oh yeah, all is forgiven. Now it's off your chest. Yeah. Debt's be paid. Been, yeah, it's gonna be better at night now.
2: That was the Sheffield game. They ended up winning. In overtime oh, penalty shootout. Is that the that Mark Thomas
0: overtime winner? Who Sheffield ended up? It was winning. definitely Sheffield. Did, yeah. did Sheffield win
1: the game or us? Uh,
2: Shouldn't have brought this up if I don't know. Well, exactly. I think J- definitely against Sheffield. Yeah. yeah if,
0: it, if it's an overtime win I think that's the Mark Thomas And then we lost. Goal. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's yeah, like, I was that definitely that sounds against Sheffield.
2: Like... I definitely went all the way to the to the end, yeah. But yeah, I didn't pay for my ticket. <laughs> Got it for free on that one. Sure. <laughs> I tried to pay, but it was full. Yeah. We tried
0: it. We'd have to do a, a deep dive on the on the rinks and arenas, aren't we? But that, that big blue ten for me it was the sound of the impact mainly from Voth. God bless But just, Because those when, boards used to shake as well. Yeah. Anyway.
1: When, when you hit those there was like I
0: think it's like you're in a movie then, like you hear that like sort of surround sound impact <laughs> and you think like who's on the opposite end of that?
2: They even had two people didn't they behind the Zamboni entrance. Which like there was the, it was their job to hold the other side of the door. <laughs> so like, <laughs> yeah. so, like if there was a pick against the, the door. It was like, right, these two guys just had to brace themselves against the door to stop it flying open. It was just that type of rough and red. Yeah, and
1: as the years went on, so that rink was originally designed for, they said three years, but it'll last up yeah. to five years just to give you a bit of contingency. And we were, we were there ten years. Yeah. And what had happened, where they hadn't put in, I, I don't, I'm don't. i not a sort of an expert on this, but whatever should have gone in the ground to kind of protect you from the frost and all stuff like that, and destabilizing the ground where they hadn't put that in correctly, the you can imagine the um the cold coming off the pad, sort of freezing and then melting, yeah. And it was destabilizing the foundations, so the boards actually started spreading outwards and leaning. The, <laughs> so, so rather than being you know straight up yeah. at 90 degrees to the ice and, and being true, every year that was going by, they, they were leaning, 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 getting, getting wider great, and isn't? wider, yeah. That's great, yeah. I was like, just, it, it was the rinks. it was the rink that we loved as a team, I mean, yeah. as grotty as it was and, you know, the changing rooms weren't the best and, you know, um, we grew to love it because we knew it gave us, a you know, a bit of an Give advantage to play yeah. in there and other teams hated it and I always remember seeing teams walk in, especially if they had new players and players that played, you know, because the league at that stage was starting to get to a better yeah. standard, so you're attracting guys that played in the NHL and, you know, the, the top leagues and um, I remember seeing, who's the guy that played for, I think it was Nottingham, and then he went on to play for Belfast. Uh, he played at quite high level. It'll come back to me. Anyway, he, he walked in, and he couldn't believe his eyes when he did the <laughs> thing. And straight away, I knew that he was going to have an absolute stinker. And, uh, and he did. And early on in the game, I think um, he had caught someone with a stick, and he ended up getting thrown out, I think, for sticking stick Because um, I think Lordo had... had do you know the guy I'm on about now? I'm
2: trying to think. Trying it. It is. What, what
1: year would it be? I don't know. JD play, where play, are you? definitely
0: yeah. played for Nottingham and Belfast. Yeah, he, he signed later. Robin Nathan Robinson. Ah, yeah, signed, they, the
1: artist. The artist. Nathan yeah. Robinson. <laughs> yeah, apparently he turned down a uh, a sponsored car in Belfast in favour of a bike. Yeah. And he used to a, a push bike. A push a bike, bike, yeah, push yeah. bike, yeah. Um, and he used to ride it to the ring. Yeah. Also, I remember turning up. In the rink when you know we we'd arrived as the away team and he was riding it round the rink, instead of wow. walking round. <laughs> and Belfast, okay, it's a big rink, but yeah. I don't think you need it's a bike to get around. Yeah, I mean, yeah. compared to the distances you go, I mean, I don't yeah. think you need that. But yeah, I think he was a kind of different, different kind of guy. Um, but he, he was rattled in his head about the big blue tent, and you could see he was off his game. And something happened early on to one of our skill players. Lauder was the coach, and I grabbed him by the bench and I was like, "Have a word in Robinson's ear. He's rattled already." And tell him that every time one of their players hits, whichever our skill guy it was, you're going to take it out on him. Okay. So, so, for <laughs> everything they dish out to our guy, you're going to hit him twice as hard. And you can see him on the face-off, Lordo's kind of stepped across him, you know, when you, you see that action. And he's having a whisper in his ear, and you can see this guy like, chirping back, and Lordo's kind of giving him the, the look. And that very shift, I think Lordo went to hit him and he went up and he just threw a massive high stick on Lordo, gets thrown out the game. Five wow. a game, high stick in that game. <laughs> yeah. and, and that was literally because the, the tent was in his head.
2: Yeah, thanks for coming. Yeah. On, on
0: minute one, um, no, it was, it was a very, um, I loved it. I, I just thought it was just so weird and wonderful. And I thought it was a selling point in itself to, to go down to this thing that you kind of can see from afar it looks like a mini Ikea, <laughs> but you end up uh, like having all these sort of uh, memories from it, I just... It'd
2: be great now, like it. wouldn't it, to go down? If you could go down now, I mean, just go for one game. Say there's a <laughs> yeah. game on tonight. Well, go it's down.
0: in Leeds. It it you got a Leeds. Yeah. It's been but rebuilt. Moved to Leeds. Yeah, yeah so they've the, they the picked new...
1: apart the frame, and... Uh, there's so much to save. Bit by bit. <laughs> yeah. But I
0: think they're... I don't know if they played their first home game yet. Not yet, yet. no. But, no, no
1: um, it's, got, it's got a... A history of being delayed isn't it because i don't know yeah. if you remember i oh, just um, spoke
2: about that leads on on the last podcast didn't you
1: yeah uh, it um the, the bbt was meant to be ready on a certain yeah. day and we even got down there to play newcastle i think it was in the first game and uh, the ice hadn't even sort of set by that time so, so did that the game pulled, go ahead no got no, 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 off, no. and then
0: well and then, the irony that is i actually got into that game because i was well, through the fire exit. <laughs> <they> <laughs> <know>? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the security's lax on our fire exit, I tell you. Um, but I, from memory, the ice was a lot worse in later years than what it was on that yeah. ice. A few times the
2: game had to get stopped, and they had to get all the all the players out to skate yeah, around, yeah. Just especially to, clear the mist, wasn't yeah, it? Clear yeah, clear the mist. <laughs> got to the point where you couldn't really see the puck, and you had to yeah. Get,
0: I mean, we need a, a, a trip to Leeds, uh, for old time's sake. Because yeah. the, the exact same thing happened building it in Leeds that happened in Cardiff. It blew down. Yeah, so they really, built the one frame, right, yeah. bit of a gust of wind, bit of a stormy night, gone.
1: How much do you reckon they paid for the big blue I think, I think, and don't quote me on this, they paid for its removal rather than okay pay to get it. Because it would have cost to take it down and yeah. dispose of it. So they have paid for that and then taken up there to
2: she just lit it up and insurance shop <laughs> uh,
0: what type of player do you prefer watching you uh a skill guy like a joey martin or you a bit more of the the physical guy like uh voth what was you what's your poison
2: i think when i'm when i'm sat there and i'm watching a game i can appreciate every every aspect of it a lot of people you know i've taken so many people down to the game and <laughs> the first thing they say is oh is there going to be fights and it's like well it could be but if there's not it's not a, you know it's a great game either way and that's that's the way i see it um, but i think if, i i i would tend to lean towards the player with a bit of an edge um, it's just a bit more exciting from my point of view and you know if you're sat in the stand it's you know you want to see a few hits going in and you know the occasional fight is you know it's what the fans love in it essentially um, any particular
1: guys over the years that uh, have been favored? I think
2: oh there's a few i think there's one standout player uh, and you mentioned him earlier, would be Weller. Yeah. Uh, he yeah. was just, because he was the full package, wasn't he? When, even on that small ice pad in the big blue tent, he just seemed to just have an extra second than everyone else. And then that moment, well, that, that clip where he played Nottingham and is it Lapine comes in? Yeah, no, Nielsen, someone, Corey Nielsen. Yeah, it, yeah, that was it, yeah. yeah.
1: And um, Nielsen tries to make the hit on him, yeah, doesn't he? And he, he kind of just stands out. him up and yeah. just gives a dips a shoulder, bang, and then really a helmet yeah. comes off yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: It couldn't have been better. Could he it? just he just nails. He he had yeah. that intimidation factor without having to to actually fight. Yeah, um, he never fought with us, which is a kind no. of a
1: disappointment. There's two two things I'm disappointed <laughs> at. Um, that we never saw Weller fight, and we never saw net fight. No, no. Both those guys. I mean, that would but, have been
2: immense, but they didn't have any takers, really. No, they? and I I've seen them both. Offer someone out They did both mm-hmm. offer someone out At some yeah. point I'm, I was lucky enough to watch Yeah I've seen Biz play And uh, And Weller But I'd say another one would be uh, Burbrier. Yeah you yeah, on day, can you yeah. yeah we
0: haven't really Talked about Max much No, really, no. Yeah, boom, We haven't boom, really boom, Gone that, boom, that, that boom, Out in yeah. Europe but,
1: but But probably Not a better Open ice hitter That's played for the Devils Than Max Exactly Because yeah, it so wasn't I'm It wasn't the big hits Against the boards That maybe Voth had the edge on yeah, for that Yeah It was those open ice where you just yeah. clean
2: somebody out and he just had that down to a You t- could go. guarantee one, one a night couldn't you? One night just a flattener of a hit. And who's, who's that guy? Um, he he <laughs> pretty much ended someone's season didn't he? The guy from Coventry with a beard. Short uh, guy. Jeremy Donish. Yes, yes. Jeremy yeah, Donish, yeah yeah yeah. Who he was
1: actually friends with.
2: <laughs> well, wasn't it even yeah. like a pre-season game or something? Yeah, yeah. it was a pre-season yeah. game
1: against a guy that you're friends with and uh, he yeah, literally he, killed him. Yeah, he had his head down and that was it. Was it season he? or career or? Pretty much, I, I think. <laughs> I, was, I was at that game and he was... Yeah. I don't think he was ever the same. No.
2: <laughs> so, the, yeah, them two and... Yeah, I could go on like... Yeah, Hendricks. Yeah, Hendrix, yeah with, like, his, Hendrix. Ass, oh, Amazing, yeah. Hip he, the
1: hip checks. When he when he first came over, I think... When he flattered you know, Westgarth. Yeah, <laughs> that, <laughs> that hit was immense, wasn't <laughs> it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Again, the, the big blue tent boards... The, the boards because, Hendrix yeah because it gave mm.
1: you it wasn't just the hit you hear the thud from the hit then you have the thud against the boards and then you see the boards like yeah. you know vibrating everywhere Yeah. Um, but Hend- Hendrix was perfect for that first year because we were obviously trying to reinvent the team after you know all the shenanigans that went on the year before and you know I think we had a tough guys episode as well and I said that Hendrix I think you know massive shout out to him for what he did in sort of getting an identity yeah. back for the Devils and. You know, you could just see it. You could just see Hendricks turn backwards, that couple of little shuffles, <laughs> and the big blue tent's not very wide. And there's players that thought maybe it's a little bit wider, and they thought they yeah. could get through. And bang, he had that timing perfect,
2: in the he? And then it got to the point where people they were skating down the wing, and that was the right play to make. Yeah. And they just they just dumped it. it. Yeah, really yeah. 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 Not, oh, you know, I'm not going down there.
0: So. Yeah, it became a weapon teams actively like must have talked about it yeah. as well because like you say, they say they didn't go down that route it wasn't where they wanted to be yeah it was the right
2: play to make but they thought i'm not, I'm not going to try and get past <laughs> that, that
0: <laughs> ass you know going back to beer for a second mm. has there ever been a player that has been as beautiful to watch making a pass through like through his legs <laughs> from behind yeah. the goal line who could also be as physical i can't really remember someone who really could score a hat-trick in a blink of an eye and score three peaches.
1: Well, I think the best compliment for Max is that he always played on the top line. Yeah, the ha- line, didn't he? Yeah, whoever he played with on that top line, whether it was Silverthorne, whether it was Matsko and Pals, yeah, all those guys, they all had great years, didn't they? And sometimes, you know, he didn't get the, the true credit that he deserved, but, you know, he did a lot of the dirty work for them, didn't he? You know, yeah. he'd go in the corners, he's very strong and a great passer of the puck but then you know if you put him in front of the goal as well he's, he's deadly as well so just a
2: full package like yeah. fit yeah that he just had that crazy odd moment as well didn't he like yeah. he'd always walk away with that every now and then he just let loose as well yeah
1: um, and those yeah those hits again oh. i mean the psychology of sport you know there, there's so much going on i've heard friends of mine who've played against cardiff you know who've played on cardiff's team and then they've been on other teams uh, always talk like in the dress room is full of Voth before a game. And yeah. Watch <laughs> out for Voth, he'll kill you, he doesn't matter how late it is, you know, all that kind of thing. Well, if that's happening in the dress room before the game, yeah. that's as good as a couple of goals, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, again, you know, Max cleaned out so many players N- and not just kind of guys that maybe were, you know, not so good players who didn't have their head up. These were quality, quality players. Yeah. I remember him hitting Joey Talbot, yeah. who's, you know, he was one of my favourite players from the other teams, you know, for Sheffield. You know, he was gritty guy himself great goal scorer and Max absolutely destroyed him didn't he
0: and in February he came he even went to the press in Sheffield and said clean me yeah yeah. yeah, I can't even like make anything (laughs) up to try and incriminate him he cleaned my clock and I will not be going anywhere near him again Luke were you um, there for the infamous ice clearance with Voss fighting behind the benches Hull against Hull yeah no I wasn't I uh, Um,
2: my brother was there (laughs) <laughs> My brother was there and he took his now wife, and it was her first ever game of ice hockey in her life. So he ice. took her down and he said, right, watch this. And as it was happening, she burst into tears. <laughs> 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 she said it was absolutely madness and, and she burst into tears. But she still goes from time to time. Um, but no, I wasn't there. I was with. I was at Hull, with with that's, that's where Max was over the back oh, of the yeah, bench. Was, just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. was it night? Was, yeah Adam uh, Knight Adam was Bullis, the guy who
0: yeah. was fighting them. yeah
1: because he went and he Votha was in the bin yeah, he was already he in the bin and Tyler Michelle Michelle yeah who yeah. Like, a, another great player who had that grit oh, and yeah. finished all his hits and had high end skill and everything um, yeah he was like Knight took an exception to him, yeah. didn't he? And he just caught him off the puck, and he just started he like raining. The shell, he just he? jumped in, yeah. didn't he, in the game? And he just started raining down punches. The and then Vafa comes steaming out of the penalty box, and <laughs> <laughs> and then it all kicks off, doesn't it? And then they both get kicked out, and yeah. then meet behind the bench and uh, and have a, bit of a rumble. So not many people actually saw the fight, but it was it, it was, was amazing. Well, we, wow, you I, I, on the bench. But I was time. on the bench, we were all hanging over, just <laughs> absolutely loving it because Vafa was doing the job. You know? So what are you saying then? Oh, like yelling at they like yeah. you know, hammering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I suppose once they've
0: started, you haven't yeah. got any other option, have you? Yeah,
1: and I don't know if people know this, but the one person that did go in to try and stop it was Terry Phillips of uh, the journalist for South Wales Echo and, yeah, yeah. uh, and covered Devils for you many years. You can see him pull on the shirt as yeah. goes past <laughs> like, Terry,
0: I, Terry, I've seen you, man. You it's a brain man. Yeah. Just let him go at it. Yeah. But that—that uh, that was probably one of the top five iconic moments. In that building well, i got some coverage in there you know on the wheels in the websites and... yeah and he always used to be at the beginning of the season so that was like the first game of that year yeah and then the next year is when andrew sharp yeah yeah um, he,
1: we're talking again um off uh offline about where's jarvis because yeah. he was one of the f- he was there the first year that you went back to watching yeah yeah you know, he's a eight, big nine. big unit and quite a quiet guy but
2: then when he went he you know, he had that kind of tough. Yeah, I think thing. Year, so he was there in 8-9, playing alongside Voth, but the year before, when he was playing for Bates and Stoke, yeah. he'd fought Voth, That's it? right, yeah. yeah. Or, yeah. Or actually, Voth had fought him, I think. Yeah. You know, I don't think Jarvis, really <laughs> i looking for it, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, fair one. And because he
1: was quiet, sometimes you get the tall guys. If, if a tall guy isn't tough, I think it works against your team because people can bully them a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And it looks great, you know. Yeah. It's something I try to do when I was playing because I was very limited skill. How can I get my team going? Well, if there's a guy I know that's kinda of six three, six four, not particularly tough, if I go and throw a hit on him and put him down, then my team is loving it. He's not him, gonna retaliate, so Yeah, so my team's loving it. So I always used to try and do that as a, an advantage. And um, yeah, Jarvis was quite quiet, so you just didn't think he had that in him and you know, he had that fight with Vothra. But it was that next year, it, you know, the, the one we're talking about here, where Andrew Sharp had just. Uh, what, I mean, I'm trying to think. Was it when Voth it?
0: was it when Voth threw that hit at Randy Dageny? No, it was it, that. Was it, that it the that,
1: that, no, that Voth got banned for that and you know hitting the slash or something <laughs> like that? But something happened with Sharp. I mean, Sharp was there for one reason. Yeah, it wasn't to play. Was it was it was to stir things up. And um, yeah, he he started on somebody and. Javi had just gone in there and absolutely fed him his left didn't <laughs> he? That's <laughs> great, isn't it? Yeah.
0: So Hardwick involved in all that as well as I think The we
1: Hardwick beat up on a couple of people as well, which yeah. saw Because so, so, he was, again, a quiet guy, big yeah. unit Mike yeah, Doug McIver? Doug McIver, oh, again, big yeah. Big he was really tough, too, Yeah, man. yeah, yeah, he was a big was solid six, guy. That, that era? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely. He had, um, yeah. he had a good scrap in, it was like the first two seconds of the game. I can't remember who it's against. But they, uh, maybe Bobby Robbins. Oh, or, yeah. Or maybe Fort Robbins in Belfast. But he had a scrap with somebody, you know, a known heavyweight. And his shirt ripped off uh, as he were doing it. And you meant to have your fight strap yeah. tied down. And this had come off and he carried on fighting. And the next thing, he was thrown out for not having his fight strap done. So he literally played two seconds. <laughs> and <laughs> off he went.
0: Did you ever speak to, you know about hockey to, to other people a pro sportsmen, they find it a bit strange that there's this sort of element of the game which you don't really get in any other sort of code um, anyway you know there's a, a lot of respect in a lot of sports and I guess it's hard to explain to some people why it's okay
2: <laughs> yeah I spoke to certainly the British guys they don't um, not many of them are, uh, are so much into ice hockey but like a uh, one of my mates is Austrian. He's got. He goes to. He goes to the hockey league over there. One of my mates is Swedish. He's, he's mad for it. Um, Member of my, actually, one of the directors in our team is Norwegian. He he plays a little himself. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, you know, them guys obviously get it. But when you speak to the guys and you speak about the, the, the hockey, it's the first thing they say is, "Oh yeah, they can fight. They always fight." <laughs> you know, they probably watch the goon goon movie or something. Yeah. And that's what it's like. But. It seems and like I said before as soon as you take someone to a game it's the first thing they want to know and the fighting and the physicality but yeah I would just say yeah there could be there couldn't be but essentially either way it's a physical sport it's a physical game <laughs> even if the end result isn't you know two guys dropping their gloves and, and beating the shit out of each other is still you know you still see big hits and you still see that you know physical approach to the game which you know I, I love seeing a good Good hit. Someone getting laid out as much as a good fight. You know, it's. I think both can get the team going, you and the fans in an equally good good way. It doesn't have to end up in a, a fight, and that's what that's what I say to them. But of course, if they go to the hockey game for the first time, they just, say, oh, I just want to see a fight. Yeah, especially way. if
1: you're not into it already, you want yeah. to go see because I mean it is a different game, isn't it? Yeah. There's not many sports that you can get away with having a fight. And, you get it's five mad. minutes and they're back on, yeah. Now,
0: Aussie rules football is yeah. a football yeah. nothing to yeah. Yeah. the extent that... Maybe so re- re- it is re- kind re- of, it's, a, it's <laughs> an eye-opener it, when
1: <laughs> people see a big, you know, the big hit, first of all, because, you know, some of the contact is massive and, you know, people cheer and they, there's no penalties or whatever on it. And then when it comes to a fight, they're like, well, they just let them fight. Yeah. like, and when, did, when does it start? Well, someone hits the floor and they yeah. start. <laughs> 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 but it's a bit different. But what you, happens? They go off for five minutes, then they can do it an And then they come back on, yeah. You did bring some of the boys down, didn't you,
2: recently, was it? Last yeah. Last
3: year or year before?
2: Oh, yeah, well, off, yeah. If, if anyone's in town, I just try and get them down. I think, uh, yeah, I brought Cav down, um, Pete Kenner. Uh, I brought loads of people down over the years. Yeah. I was trying to get them involved and they loved it. Cav was, Cav was like, this is mental. It. <laughs> um, it's just something completely different. There's no other sport like it. And I think there's never a dull moment, even if it's a, a quiet shift. Yeah. there's always something going on There's always something yeah. to watch the bench you know two guys having a you know a bit of conflict or the speed or the passing it's always you know you can watch a game of football or rugby and you know i love football and rugby but you know you do get boring games though okay. games where you walk away and you go oh, yeah, that that's pretty average wasn't it? yeah you never really go to a game of hockey and walk away and go well that wasn't very exciting was it yeah. it's, always it's funny
1: uh, when you do see a game that you think is quite uneventful and then you might hear some people talk about it or read some tweets about it. And they're like, I went to my first ice hockey game. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's normally when we lose, because when you lose, you always have a kind of negative view yeah. of we didn't play so well, or that was a, you know, a nothing game, or they tried to play really negative, cancelled us out. And, but there's somebody that's come there for the first time, never seen anything like this, and they're going away buzzing. They've just seen this you know, massive yeah. action-packed event where, you, know, where you, know, you become used to watching it. You get spoiled, um, don't you? And you, you get know? a bit spoiled, yeah. yeah. It's not a game where it's kicking off every five minutes, but uh, you know there's still enough in every game that uh,
2: somebody that new to that game is is going to want to come back. It's definitely gone quieter on the physical side, though, isn't it? I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know better than I do. Obviously, from the NHL, then it filters down, right? Like. Yeah,
1: it's. Uh, I mean, the game's getting faster. Yeah. It's getting a bit smaller. North <clears throat> North American style was always to have the enforcers and. Uh, you know, a big guy, a typical North American player would be 6'3 and 210, 220 yeah. pounds. And now the skilled guys are getting the credit and uh, I know there was, I can't, I can't remember what team it, it is, I don't cl- follow the NHL close enough, but they did um, analysis of everything in sports now isn't it? And they they used to be that you have your, you know your top two scoring lines, then you have a third line that's like kind of a hybrid. And then your fourth line was always your physical line grinders, yeah. with all the grinders and all the you know the, the tough guys and they decided one year well they've run a lot of analysis and said that the amount of possession you get if you've got a skilled line out there against if you've got a grinding line out there you should always win the game if you have got the skilled guys out there so they dropped their fourth line and they brought another skill line so you had skill one two three four who always had possession really quick skaters and they might have won the Stanley Cup that year I mean she gave a clue on, on who it was but I don't know it well enough but um, so then what happens everybody looks at what yeah. they did and they're like oh they didn't have any tough guys on their team Every the talk of the you know the pre-season was this team's going to get killed because they got no one there to back them up but nobody could touch them because they had wave after wave after wave of skill guys going on they yeah. end up winning the whole thing so what happens everybody copies them they drop the tough guys out and, and that's when you saw the sort of influx coming across here guys like McGrattan can could no longer get a job in the NHL, and, uh, and obviously we had Bordie, um West yeah, nice Westgarth came over, yeah, all those guys then um, were struggling to get jobs in the NHL, so they're looking for somewhere else to play their game. Interesting.
0: I just yeah, the, and all three of those guys kind of got a kind of appreciated over here, didn't they? It wasn't that they were seen as, as Reddicks as, as such. I mean, like McGrattan was playing uh, in yeah, but and like you guys. know. Bordalo was very, uh, you know, well liked here as well. And it's just. Um...
1: Well, I think for those guys, it, I mean, you've been in a league where you know your only job is to fight. Yeah. If you get the puck and you try to do anything else other than chip it past a guy <laughs> and chip it in the corner and go and run, you're gonna get sat down yeah. <laughs> because those coaches in the NHL are going, "That's not what you're there for. Don't even try and go above your station." Um, so that's all they could do, and that must be frustrating when you you probably know you've got a lot more to give because you know, let's be honest, the, these guys are super, super, super tough, but the reason they've made it to the NHL is because they can play as well. Yeah. Where there's guys that are super, super, super tough that play in the Quebec LNAH league uh, <laughs> that are as tough, but they know any of the skaters that these guys are. They know any of the skill that these guys are. So, you know, to, to get to that level, they've, they've scored a hatful of points at junior. They've been, the, you know, one of the best junior players on their team. They've made it through the minors, and they've, you know, they've hit jackpot in the NHL because... They've got that kind of background, but they can also fight, you know. So I think there always comes a part of their career where they actually want to give a little bit more to the game than just dropping the gloves. And, you know, it is mentally tough knowing that you're going to go out there and get into a fight every night. Mm. And a lot of tough guys that, that speak about it say that, you know, they, they, they might see calm on the ice and, you know, just chuck down their helmet, chuck down their gloves. But in the lead up to that, they might have been physically sick. They, you know, they might have had, you know a bit of anxiety leading up to it because they know that they're going up against someone indeed that's equally as tough like you know effectively punching power of a heavyweight
2: boxer. Yeah <laughs> and then like when they all come over here they all put pretty good points as well don't they?
1: Well yeah and, and the thing is sometimes they're a bit of a letdown because you're expecting someone to come over here and just fight every week because yeah. that's what you're used to watching them on the TV doing um, but actually. They're not making a million dollars anymore, so they actually want to have a bit of fun playing. They want to do the fun side of hockey rather than just the fighting side. So the anticipation is all built up that all these you know guys are super heavyweight, tough are coming over. But quite often it's a little bit of a, a, a little bit of a sort of damn squib, isn't yeah. it? Because you know you look at um, McGrattan and Bordelow, There's obviously a lot of respect because they knew what each other have done in their careers. Um, but I don't think they came anywhere close to fighting, really. Did they? You know, a couple, a couple of scrums came in, they hugged each other and they had a word in each other's ear, and, and that was it. You know, do they really want to drop the gloves?
3: Respect, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Who'd you like on this year's team? You've uh, you still keep up with it, you're still uh, on the stream and and such, trying to keep up with uh, the games. Is there anyone who's caught your eye so far on uh, this year's roster? Um.
2: I've been to see two games since uh, you know, the start of this year. and I think of the new guys, um, I'd say well, from the whole roster, probably the most impressive player uh, for me and the best to watch is, is Lingley. Yeah. He's just, I mean, he, like I said about Weller earlier, how he has the puck and he's thinking, right, he just has that extra second, all the time he's in the right place, right time, has the time. And just that that calmness. I think he's my favorite favorite player to watch at the moment. Um, and then I don't know how to say his name. Number fifteen. I Mario Maki. Yeah, Mario Maki. Oh, Mouthful in it. He's just a bit, a bit loose as well. <laughs> isn't he? Like, yeah, yeah, just has a bit of an edge to him. Doesn't look like the toughest guy in the world, but he finishes every check. Um, you can see kind of. Pisses people off a bit. He gets under their skin, which which is nice. I think you need that, don't you? He? Just got to kind an out, edge. Yeah, you?
1: just to break the norm. Yeah. And sometimes I think you know we're a very disciplined side, and the way yeah. that, that we play is disciplined. it's done us really well. But I think sometimes you just need that little game changer to get under the skin, and you know we saw it in the first game that he played
0: yeah in the
1: viola (laughs) it was 20 odd seconds in where he made a huge huge hit and you know the guy took exception exception to him chased him around the ice and ended up cross-checking him in the head i think yeah you know and it got a reaction yeah and yeah he's uh he's a guy that i think would be horrible to play against because he's not a small guy i mean he's six foot three he's you know the finnish guys are generally very very well built and good skaters so he's got the balance to go with it and everything you know and he, he saw on the the weekend that uh, we weren't playing very well and he threw a monster monster hit and you know trying to get the guys going. I think having that little bit like you say that little bit of an edge is really important, so he offers us something a bit different. yeah, it's nice
2: like just just as someone who sits in the stand and watch just to see you know that one guy will always always finish a hit maybe if he's not, he won't always try and kill a guy always <laughs> you know land something on him and thats that's that is, it's still nice to see that bit of physicality and a guy like him, you know, I don't think you'll see him fighting or anything like that, but just to, no. you know, rub guys up the wrong way and, you know, if he draw a penalty, you know, it's, uh, it's only going to benefit the team as well. So I think he's one of the best guys to
0: watch. Yeah, last night in uh, Sheffield, the puck went the corner and he just superman dived. <laughs> and so pretty much, start, he ended up sort of over the top of the defender, the puck comes loose. Bat shoots, rebound, Haddad scores. Yeah. And that, that play doesn't happen unless he just <laughs> totally... I, at the time I watched I thought I, I was looking for the hand-up. <laughs> he just like, dive from nowhere. But, you know, he's seen that the play was there to be made. And we take the lead, and We don't win that game if he doesn't go those extra yeah. couple of steps to make sure yeah, he It's nice to have
1: that bit of unpredictability, isn't it? Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I think that um, in a very similar vein, last couple of years, um, we talked about him off as well Stephen dixon has become a sort of fan favorite because he's that sort of road warrior grizzled old, old, old
1: school that's what dixon is he's old school isn't he
0: yeah it's funny listening to that
2: podcast with uh we talked before with uh biz Be- uh, and him just like he seems proper yeah rough old school yeah just to look at him as well big Be- <laughs> hair big beard yeah. two teeth left like he's yeah and- the, you know, the
1: there's trenches, a lot of sort of old stories about him, and he yeah. you know, obviously had you know some good nights out, and you know struggling to get to practice the next day and all that kind of thing. That's but uh, yeah, you could tell that uh, he was a one of Biz's favourite teammates of yeah. that uh, that he'd had, you know, but he's had. He's another
2: gritty one. He always in the crease, just like yeah. if Most you're playing more. against him, you're like, oh, fuck, like, this guy again. just out of the way, I man.
1: know it was funny, he uh, he scored a big goal last year, I think it might have been away in Sheffield, um, which is always a big goal. If you score in yeah. Sheffield, <laughs> that to me is always a big goal. Um but I jokingly put a tweet out um and I had the you know the painted crease of a goal and I superimposed pucks all over the uh the crease of the goal and I said this is Stephen Dixon's actual shot map for all his goals because he's always <laughs> yeah. in the dirty areas getting the tippins or yeah. jamming in a rebound or something like that so I, I put down like you know whatever it was 20-25 pucks in there and this is his actual heat map and the guy that does the stats for, for the Devils uh, private messaged me and he goes do you know what's funny this is his actual uh, heat map of his shots and it was almost identical to what i <laughs> drawn in there as a joke because he literally goes to those dirty Pre-C areas goals, he doesn't yeah. care how many D-men are there or yeah. Or who he's got to get through to get there, but he get, you know he gets there uh, in his own way and, uh, and it pays and rewards. And guys you need. Yep. Yeah.
0: you told talking around being a, a bit of a, a road warrior, a bit of a, a, an away giant Away games, Luke? Been, been to a few? Or are you, what are your favourite away rinks?
2: I think the favourite, uh, not only the rink, not only the hockey, but the, the trip with the Belfast doubleheader. Um, nice. Did that, What well, a good few years ago now. The uh, Andrew Conboy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we got you got chucked out on the first night. Yeah. <laughs> you for a gal- that sounds meeting. like a gal- uh, gal- like or
1: something
2: I yeah. So we got chucked out and I think yeah, Keith wanted to kill him the second night and he was he wasn't there. But we had um yeah, I think five, six of us went, you know, big Ben for a weekend like everyone does. And that was uh yeah, I mean, obviously, it's obviously a great venue at the Odyssey. Um, and at that time, that was like a big rivalry with Lloyd and Keith, and yep. you know we no. had a pretty solid team. There in Convoy, like I just said, and, um, yeah, and then well, uh, well, I've been to Sheffield as well. There was a double header in Sheffield. Went there. Um,
0: Best place to win, worst place to lose for me. Yeah. Yeah. Sheffield, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing quite like winning there, and I just feel. Empty. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah,
2: I think them. both times I've been on two double headers. We won one, lost one. So oh, we'll take close. take that. Yeah, we'll take that. One. Take that. <laughs> uh, been to yeah, been to Manchester. Old or new? Old. Ah, uh, The nine X Manchester, uh, yeah, Manchester. Arena. Manchester uh, Phoenix. Was it Manchester Phoenix originally? Manchester, Manchester. Storm. Manchester yeah, Storm. Storm. You know, they were Storm, um, then they went to Phoenix, sorry, and now they're yeah. back at Storm. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that was in the fourth era. Um, I went to quite a few games then because I, I spent a few years living in Manchester Okay. Um, when I was cycling on the under-23 team so now and then I could drag, the, drag the boys to the game so <laughs> I've seen quite a few games in, in Manchester which is, I guess that's a pretty similar stadium to Big Blue tent really oh, yeah, no, so, so that is, yeah, yeah, so yeah that so is Whittle, Phoenix the old, alternate. Alternate.
1: So it is Phoenix, yeah So we're talking before there was that they had a 16,000 seater stadium no, no, right, no, right no, in the middle of the town the one sorry. they still got for the concerts and that no I'll drink so that's I'll where drink yeah. yeah so that's where the Manchester Storm were born um but then they moved out to it was ex- well it's a carbon copy of the BBT yeah. in Oldham yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and that was the Manchester Phoenix until a, a few years ago yeah so that's what I went
2: yeah pretty similar the rink <laughs> and atmosphere, and yeah. it's good they're not the they're numbers not many fans they're a bit bit lower numbers down there but yeah uh, yeah, they yeah, dropped down and there's
0: a phoenix Press yeah. and now Finney's kind of taken all of that big blue tent ethos, and yeah, he's taken the
1: blueprint from the yeah. big, big blue tent, and you know the one year it worked really well for him, didn't it? I think the first year where Finna took over there, mm. they finished up in you know, second or third or something. You know, these guys are competing on a fraction of the budget of you know the top teams, you know, including ourselves now on a fraction. So for them to even Know, take points off the big guys, and uh, let alone finishing in the top half of the table is a massive achievement. And didn't didn't go so well last year. I think they had a no. bit of bad luck with, you know, some injuries and stuff. But uh, you know, I, sp- I speak to Finner quite a bit, and he's happy with his team this year. He's started quite, uh, quite well, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he said you know, load of good guys. They've got a lot of Canadian university guys who tend to be very well coached and very well drilled, and you know, will go out and do what you ask them to do. Um, and he supplemented it very nicely with Lane Ulmer, of course, yeah. we know well from Cardiff, and you know he's a, you know, fantastic guy to have on the team, great teammate, a uh, leader on the ice, and you know adds that bit of experience. And his brother-in-law is playing there, who's yeah. who's got an even better resume than Lane. So, I think that was a smart move, bringing those two older heads in there to kind of uh, lead the, the young guns that he's brought in. To do the ship, yeah. <laughs>
0: um, let's talk a little bit about memorabilia we were talking uh, you tweeted out about a stick that you have, and this may be another mystery to our show to go along with Beavis and One Punch and uh, all, uh, all <laughs> of the manner And of, Steve-O. Uh, and Steve-O. Steve-o the Hungarian interpreter.
1: Uh, the teetotaler. They fell off the wagon.
0: <laughs> and this may go down, but we also may finally crack this if we put some, uh, put some real effort into it. You have a stick from the 1984 mm. Olympic Games?
2: Yes, we're missing. I mean, man, aren't we, who's going to try and help us get to the bottom of this? shit? <laughs> John, John. John
0: would have been a big help.
2: So, yeah. my uh, brother's wife, her dad went to the 84 and 88 Winter Olympics uh, for biathlon. He got talking to a guy in the village, or got friends with a guy in the village who was from, I was supposed to say Czech Republic, but it was Czechoslovakia back in the yeah, yeah, day. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, Czechoslovakia. Uh, Czechoslovakian guy ended up swapping something, and, and off him he got a, a stick, which we got here, and a puck. And I tried to work out, where, you know, try and put a name to whose it was, and I spent a while trying to look on elite prospects and asking a few people, but it's still a mystery. Um, so I showed you two guys, one and the wiser. But...
0: Well, Fran's got some sort of forensic detail about the stick, yeah. and how, how tall are you saying the I'm, guy would have so been? I'm
1: saying the guy is between 5'7 and 5'8 judging by the height of the stick. Um, like six. yes yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've confirmed that he's not number six, because it oh, does, yeah, does, sure. say no, does say number six on the stick, but that's the lie of the stick, so that is the kind of angle where the shaft meets the blade, so that's six sure, of sure my hockey knowledge of <laughs> <the> <laughs> Regulation, <Yeah>. but now- <laughs> I, said, I said, look, he's got his name on it, it's next number person, six. Next <laughs> person you show it to, you can say, uh, this is a, a, a 6 lie. he's <laughs> Yeah. a yeah. we well, he is lefty, isn't he? He's a lefty, yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a lefty. Um, just scrolling down the roster uh number 29 vincent lukak he's about five foot five foot eight could well be him mm-hmm. he, yeah he's probably the shortest guy on the roster and i that was, that's where my I money to, if, i need to
2: find what you're looking at 84 i need to 84, double 84, check yeah. with him that he got the stick from 84 not 88 but it'd be pretty cool to have, yeah, know I mean, exactly it, who it is hopefully it's, it's a mega yeah. player
1: I'm trying to think now. So it's a Titan T- TPM four thousand. What have we got on there? We're looking at the puck. We'll puck.
0: That's nineteen seventy. Well, no, that's the the logo, isn't it? So we should right? we should
1: say when. Oh, actually, the guy I'm on about played in Britain for Streatham Redskins. No so, way. So maybe we'll get some Streatham Redskins yeah, fans. Uh, if anyone's that got anyone a Vincent Lukács yeah. stick that we can compare it with, then <laughs> please post a picture at BTB Friendly. Well, there we go. Well yeah. if,
0: uh, yeah, if you're happy with that, we'll we'll continue this journey yeah. for you. And we'll, this, uh... this guy played
1: in the World Championships. Um, oh, so did you say Olympic Games? Yeah, yeah. Olympic Games. He had seven games, seven points. He's had a great, great Olympic Games. We're going. And you got to well, stick right here. Vincent. We're going with it. Let's just go with Vincent it. Vincent Lukak. I'll claim it. <laughs> i claim it. There it is, yeah. Vincent <laughs> what? Vincent Lukak. Lukak. Uh Stratum legend. Did I get his name? right? Yeah, Lukak. L-U-K-A-C.
2: Lukak. I'll go
0: with Vincent,
1: that. Vincent Lukak. Yeah, he's now 65.
2: I'm going to ask um, <laughs> Danny's old man what exactly... Because he went to 84 and 88 Olympics, so we need to okay. check... Which one you got the stick from? I think it was 84, well, I'll have to double check. Yeah, I I think I'm trying you'd to be
0: think. devastated so it's if it's 88 now, wouldn't you? It's, yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, he probably played in 88, Vincent. He's, yeah, he's had a great double Olympic whammy. Games. Yeah.
2: you got
1: to
0: bring him back,
2: surely, <laughs> haven't
3: they?
0: I don't know whether the Strether move took him out of contention. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe.
2: Well, if you paid for Strether, then he would have spoken English, so that maybe that was where the connection come from as well. Oh, there we go. So it all makes sense. Even,
1: even better. Yeah, he was nowhere near the Olympic Games team in '88. So, uh, <laughs> that, so if it was I mean, he played for five Flyers as well. This guy, and he put up wow. serious numbers: 161 points for five Jesus. Flyers wow. in 34 games. It was a machine in the the B D B H L, so it was the top league at the time. Yeah.
0: What year was that? Heineken League. Uh, that was '88. points. '88,
1: '89. Yeah, your imports back then. The league wasn't uh, so, it was three imports as uh, opposed to the four team we have now. Mm-hmm. Um, the goaltending wasn't as anywhere near it is now. And if you didn't have, we, I think we sacked guys who had less than sort of four or five points a game. If you Jeez. came as an import and you didn't put up four or five points a game, then you wouldn't so come for half an hour. Yeah, they, well, they would they would play two lines. So we play four lines now. So they play two lines. You'd have maybe a couple of kids as your backup. Um, and then, yeah, they'd go out there and they'd get their, you know, the, the games were, I don't know, 12-6 was like a kind of average score.
0: <laughs> so, uh, yeah. yeah. I was watching commentary Manchester last night and I was like 6-4 or 7-5 or something. like that And I was like, Yeah. yeah. I thought I got my money's worth goals per game ratio on that, but um... yeah,
1: so now we need to find Vincent Lukaku.
0: Yeah, yeah. Any that... any Vincent Lukaku memorabilia to compare? Five fans are bound to... someone's bound to know we're in five because five have had pretty much the same fan base for the last seven years. Yeah, they love it. Though. We're not
1: going to talk badly about five because John did that twice last <laughs> week. And, uh... No, I'm
0: just saying they've got a loyal fan base. No, He's got no, a, dad's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a couple. But that's par for the course. That's not just from Fife. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's my mission now is to find yeah, it. yeah, we'll do it.
2: I need to find out what exact Olympics it was. But I've spent a while doing this. <laughs> I've pictures and zooming in on sticks and trying to get to the bottom of it. And in the end, I
0: just cracked. We'll do it. We get our best people but on. But you've
2: helped with the height.
1: The height, yeah. yeah. Def, definitely narrows him down. That narrows him no down. No bigger than 5'10
2: um i'd say maybe a couple of inches smaller Wouldn't we could we? we could look as well because it's got the the nations down the side there we think is the group he was
1: in oh hang on, if that is him no that's a right-hander no
0: oh oh we were so L- close L- lucas is back on the coho there I yeah think. if we if we could have done that live it looks like to francis so. <laughs> yeah. all right leave that one with me that's your mission yeah You've have you ever played? Have you ever had a skate? Ever? No, I'm like
2: Bambi on ice. It's tragic. <laughs> um, I've tried a few times and I'm just crap. And, uh, it's actually in our in our cycling contract, in our team contract, that we're not allowed to ice skate. Fair play. Um, we're not allowed to ice skate, we're not allowed to ski. So since 2012, which is when I, I first signed my first pro contract, it's... Uh, yeah this is not, not an option which is a bit of a shame um i mean if i went on the odd time in the winter mm-hmm. you yeah, know i don't think they mind just uh you know the odd time but it's just something that uh you know i'm quite injury prone and <laughs> <laughs> i've battered myself a few times crashed my bike so i don't wanna yeah I'm, and, and i'm terrible at it i'm like bambi on ice so just uh yeah stay away and, and stay in the crowd but
1: well, we did find a luke me that is playing somewhere in uh I yeah, yeah, sent you a message as a, a Luke Rowe. Yeah. 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 He's he's out there in, in the States. It, it, yeah. Trading off your name.
0: <laughs>
1: Some hockey god. Yeah. So yeah, you can always say, look me up on Elite Prospects. Is he
2: yeah. American,
0: is he? Yeah, I think so, yeah. That means um, usually there's two of us who have elite prospects <laughs> <It's, it's laughs> now to me. feel left out. Um Franny, any, any further falls? We've done. Uh, we've delve quite quite yeah. deep into this sort of big blue tent no, the that, old... Uh, I think the
1: one thing that, that we need to mention is where we're recording from today. So it's, normally it's at Gaz's house, but yep. we're at Luke's house, and we're, we're in your man cave, aren't we? And it's uh, very, very much hockey-themed, isn't it? So, you know, just looking around, we've got a signed devil shirts up there, we've got a, a Copita Ellie Kings shirt signed um, signed don't, don't nonetheless <laughs> you so, know, less so there's uh, there's a
2: link to the Team us. one of your staff yeah right one you? of our members of staff uh, knows him pretty well yep. so he, he mentioned he, he got told my hockey he said oh, do you know this guy uh <laughs> I was like, come on man yeah <laughs> anyways he got me that jersey so that's pretty sweet yeah and looking around we got, got the got a random a random hockey stick that's a devil stick oh
1: yeah yeah nice and what uh, year
0: is that one from we know
1: Last year, oh, yeah, nice. that's, interesting. that's interesting. Yeah, um, and we've also are sitting on some oh, yeah. quite fantastic bar stools. I'm very, very jealous yeah. of the stools. So that's we've a got these from America. These are the the original four, aren't they? So we got a Maple Leafs, a Boston Bruins, a Red Wings, and Philly. Flies. Philly were Philly in the original four? I don't know. Let's say we were. Say Yes. <laughs> I, no, I think Montreal. <laughs> Montreal, Canadian. Yeah. But uh, three out the original four. Anyway, there we go. But they're uh, yeah, very impressive bar stools and. Uh, You've got right on the top of the bar, we've got uh, a Rowey's bar with loads of uh, loads of photos of the Devils and uh, and Boston as well. So that's your team,
2: isn't it? That's my team, Bruins. That's my brother. He tried hockey, look. My, my brother got me that. So that's yeah. my brother and, and ah, one of my had, mates. Yeah. They, they yeah. tried hockey, all the gear, yeah. no idea. Ah, <laughs> <No idea. laughs> um, oh, that's good, yeah. Many a beer's been sunk in here. Yeah. And
1: this <laughs> is where you... Uh, you web stream some of the games, yeah? When yeah, you're yeah,
2: yeah. We got a Apple TV, so yeah, just like a game on here, chill out, a couple of beers, a lot of uh, a lot of good times we've been having here. It's one room <laughs> where I just kind of got my little egg chair, so coming here, you know, in the winter, yeah. get away from everything, maybe have a little tipple of the whiskey and watch a watch a hockey game. Oh, I'm very impressed. That's uh, that, that's my perfect Saturday evening there
0: you go it's been a long time since they've allowed me to have a tipple of whiskey during <laughs> the <laughs> devil's home game <laughs> off it's home I'll be down there but if it's
1: away <laughs> yeah I'll uh, stick
2: on, on get the boys around yeah. and uh... a couple of us sitting here watch a game dream Domino's Pizza oh Bob's your uncle amazing yeah
0: <laughs> right thank you ever so much for allowing us uh, to come into the man cave and uh, for giving us uh, an insight into why you love the devil so much it's been uh, really fantastic to be our first guest. First guest Yeah, we've we'll been threatening, to, yeah, we'll guest, be threatening yeah. for so long. Pop the cherry to get, a, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to get a guest on. And um yeah, you've been fantastic. Fan so um yeah, hopefully see you at the, the ring. When when do you think you're gonna get to a game? Well, Not for a while now. Mm. Um yeah, go away
2: probably around Christmas time. I go away for two, three months now, so yeah, be racking up a bill on
0: uh <laughs> watching them online, so we'll be down for a while. Well, we'd be delighted to uh to have you back, and uh, yeah, we'll get you back on the podcast as well later on. Maybe we'll do a little uh, mid season review or end of season review or something, and uh, we'll uh, see if we can find out who stitched stick that, that is as is. well. <laughs> and we'll, uh, we'll get that's
2: on. the challenge for this take some yeah. photos and get out of there, don't we? Someone somewhere knows, and yeah. it's cracking me,
0: so <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it. Rani, any closing
1: words from yourself? No, that's been good. I mean, we chat. it's always good to get another sports person's uh, insight into it. And, you know, I've chatted to Luke at games and, you know, you, you have got a, a lot of knowledge of what's going on. And, you know, you can tell that you've watched a lot of games and, uh, you know, you, you pick up and you appreciate the finer things of the games that maybe the average spectator doesn't. So, uh, you know, you definitely pick up and you've got a good eye for the game.
2: Oh, thanks, mate. Oh, and of course... Let's you get, a scout? Let's get, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> let's get some plugs in for your podcast as well. And
2: yeah, yeah. what's occurring? Check it out. Me and uh fellow Welshman, Gareth Thomas, started it uh, a couple months ago. So, yeah, check it out. It's yeah. a bit rough around the edges, but <laughs> no, I like so I like like the uh,
1: you, you picked your dream team, didn't you? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed yeah, that yeah. one, yeah. We, we did something you similar. You a similar thing, We, we did, one. yeah, picking from t- uh, guys that hadn't played for for our team, you know, yeah. who, who would... Who would we like to sign? But, you know, you did something similar on there in terms of, your. I, I still don't fully understand the roles in cycling, but, no. you know, always trying to learn <laughs> yeah. and uh, picking things up from what's occurring. So, yeah, it's good to get that... Uh, Bouncing that, off that, each other. Yeah, exactly, yeah.
0: At least they couldn't pick Dan Tertiak to annoy you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's not coming
1: near any dream team. Doesn't matter how many points he's got. Uh,
0: right, brilliant. Thanks Thank for you, having me, Thank you, so much. That, that was uh, excellent. And, uh, like I said, we will get you back on... At some point, when you're oh, the less busy, and uh, best of luck to yourself when you're uh, going off now and um, uh, in your, your expertise. And uh, yeah, we've been uh, behind the bench with uh, Neil Francis. Thank you very much, Neil. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Luke. <laughs> <Thanks> <laughs> Thank you for very much. Guys. And uh, yeah, we'll be back to uh, our regularly scheduled programming at some point in the next few weeks. And uh, Mr. John Donovan will be back. Are we, to join us are as Have we well. played it out with Brass Bonanza? Of course. Let's get it on.